Hello, my dear fellow citizens. My name is Vladimir Benic. I'm talking to you from Zagreb, Croatia, from self-isolation, of course. But I'll be happy to share my latest thoughts with you about is employer branding in a crisis and how to pull her out. I have to start with a joke because these are quite challenging days. So whoever said one person can't change the world never ate an undercooked bat. So funny. Okay, so today's topic in episode 7 is about what to do with your employer branding in such coronavirus crisis which we are all having these days. So we are in a lockdown, basically. We can't leave our place of residence here in Croatia. Our self-isolation is a measure to flatten the curve, basically. And we are quite successful in that sense. So, so let's pray for other countries as well, not to have too many affected people. Many of us work remotely from home offices, and many have experienced environments where work-related messages are flying through the clutter and battling with the news about our survival, death rates, anxiety, and, and uncertainty, of course. So employer branding will have severe challenges in the future, but in the same time, significant opportunities. So there are at least two challenges which are now on top of everybody's mind. First one is how to do employer branding in the coronavirus days. And second, how to do employer branding in the recession which will follow the corona which will follow the coronavirus crisis. Weak and quite bleak ideas which you can read and hear about employer branding these days are quite normal. I will not pretend I know what to do in such coronavirus crisis because no one knows as this is something which did not happen before at least the ways in which we are shutting everything down. I can only offer my thoughts and ideas. Some of them might be relevant for your situation, some of them not. These are the times where creativity and problem solving become most important skills and our ability to figure out solutions in a new environment. In one thing I have strong belief, challenging times are the best times to do activities which build trust with your employees and employer branding projects and activities are for sure a strong signal you are caring for your workforce. So in that way, it makes sense not to be disengaged with employer branding. There are at least three important dimensions of current crisis relevant for employer branding, which are important to address. So the first one is the impact on employee experience of those employees which are more exposed to virus because their jobs cannot be done from home. I would just like to add a special thank you to everyone who is out there helping and caring for us and making our lives easier. Okay, so the first group is those that have to go to work and are exposed to virus. They cannot work from home. Second uh, group are is the impact on employee experience of those who are currently working from home constantly and third group is the impact of those on employee experience of those which companies and sectors are currently 
without revenues or without significant business activity. So they are already hit hard by this situation. Okay, you may have noticed that the key word being employee experience. That's because this is how employer brand is formed and perceived through the lives of our employees and their interactions with colleagues, managers, work processes. Each employee group mentioned above has different needs, fears, challenges, challenges at this point. What employer branding teams should do is figure out ways to make their lives easier or their employee experience better and remove uncertainty whenever possible. This will mean you should take more strategic approach, you should be two to three steps ahead and aligned with current company challenges, opportunities and risks in other areas of your business. You should have a say in every major people-related decision and be a part of core communications team, which will ensure which information and messages are communicated to employees at which point. Employer branding is a long-term approach and there should be someone who is thinking about long-term effects, not only short-term issues. So for employer branding specialists, which have employees in the first group, still working at stores, at pharmacies, in transportation and logistics, production, and so on. So the topics you will be tackling are topics on safety and minimization of risk at getting the virus. And those are the topics which should come as your first priority. Now, of course, other people in your organization are responsible to assess and decide which technical and medical safety should be introduced. But your job as employer brand custodian is to find ways to engage employees to act accordingly to those, accordingly to those rules and safety procedures. This can be quite challenging. If you go in the regular grocery sh shop like I have in, in the last few days, you will see that some employees look scared with two masks and spraying everything and everyone around them, while others are laughing at them and not acting with such caution. What's your job then? Well, ideally, you would find ways to understand their new coronavirus employee experience, their challenges, frustrations, and try to act on them. If they have problems with buyers, make sure you impose rules and give employees authority and tools to address buyers which are not following store rules. If they are unhappy with how their colleagues are responding, make sure the message is clear, even if you need to push your CEO to go to a few stores and communicate the importance of imposed rules. Why is employer branding here important? Well, because, for example, store manager or director of retail will probably only send an email and define rules. They will not try to understand the changing needs of their employees and their fears and anxiety. They will command the work, but you should be aware of how is this command impacting employee experience. Or they hopefully will, but even better, then your job is easier, of course. Um, why is such approach relevant? Well, because... This is the most relevant way to impact employee experience at this point, to impact employee engagement, to show you care, to create longer relationship with employees, to show the market how it's done, and to show your customers you care. Because in this way, you are making an impact to customer experience as well. And this is what it's all about. Employer branding is not a purpose in itself. 
If you have been to a small local store which has no control of the things I'm talking about, and if you go to a well-known shop where you know there are departments and people which are caring for their employees, your customer experience as a, as a buyer is completely different. And I guess I'm not the only one who feels this way because I have seen both sides. In times of crisis, it is more important to highlight such activities and it's even easier to do so because this becomes bigger priority. Similar like digitalization. Suddenly everything can be done online. Well, it could have been in the past as well, but no one cared enough. For the second group, the employees which are now forced to constantly work at home from or from home, you have a different set of challenges. So this is probably the most challenging group if you want to do some employer branding at this point. As mentioned, you should invest a lot of effort into understanding their employee experience and tread lightly with your approach. You should avoid doing too much at this point. The reality is this will change and you should not, uh, try not to do some major activities which will not be relevant in a few weeks. But even more importantly, you should understand that channels of communication are now simply less efficient and more cluttered. The last thing your employees need at this point is another video call about some employer branding which is not a necessity at this point. Unfortunately, companies which do not practice working from home do not have the necessary culture and capabilities to work from home. Working from home when all team members are remote requires much more attention about written and spoken communication, clarity, flow of information, and those are the capabilities of efficient teams which are used to be working from home. For the rest of us, which are used to come to office and have live meetings, working constantly from home is much bigger stress. Not to mention the basic needs which you need to have, from workspace, good internet connection, low distractions. While at this point we have partners and kids doing their own work together in the same space. I think airplane flight control specialists work in less stressful environment these days. So having that in mind, your employer branding activities should focus on making sure the rules for work from home are primarily focused on these two things. So making sure that employees have some ritual about start of the workday and more importantly at the end of the workday. There is a lot of stress about prolonged work which causes even more stress as we lack other activities like social contact, fresh air, sun etc. I would advise that the CEO sends a short email to officially end the work day at 5 or 6 p.m. and lead the way for everyone. Do not forget that people are responsible and they will do their work whenever they feel like anyhow, but you should set some kind of, of standard for everyone else which do feel the pressure of being even more online and even more uh, responsive to, to work, communication, emails, and projects. And second one is um, to make sure that communication tools and rules about communication are well-structured and catered to your organizational needs, because this can easily get out of proportion. You have probably noticed by now that video communication, especially in larger groups, drains your energy and focus much faster than live meetings. So if you have a lot of conf calls, your stress level will, will go through the roof. As you can see, both of these activities are not some important or um, 
enormous employer branding projects or activities. They are just ways in which you should should address current issues and challenges and the biggest impacts on your employees' experience at this point. So again, you should not go for some cool, fun, hip employer branding online activity. I mean, you can if you think it makes sense, of course, but I would advise diving into employee experience analysis and removing unproductive, stressful, unnecessary touch points. Making sure you're not the one creating unnecessary touch points with employer branding. You should not go into productivity measures, impose some activities to drain your employees even more, or go for some crazy deadlines if you do not have to. You should be aware which activities are negatively perceived but need to be done, but still, like, it's work which still needs to be done, but you should think about ways to add some content which will improve that perception of, of that kind of work. It's very silly to ask your employees things like, what do you like about your work the most at this moment? Because you will not get relevant responses and you will probably frustrate your team. So your role is to help your employees go through this period without hating everyone and everything after they go back in the office. Be focused on employees' needs, not on employer branding metrics and cool content. And the third segment impact on employee experience of those whose businesses are not working or have substantial revenue decline, will face probably layoffs, have much higher uncertainty about their work, I advise you should focus on these four things. So first, make sure you understand the next steps your company will have to take and analyze what those steps mean for your potential employer brand erosion. Be a strong advocate of sharing the info talking about challenges, communicating regularly, and try to gather info from your employees about ways you can help each other if the worst scenario happens. Second, together with management and HR, try to analyze what is the impact of layoffs and rehiring people when the trend becomes more positive. What will be the impact on investments made in employer brand to this day? Challenges to rehire people which are not trained. Challenges and investments you will need to make to, again, establish positive employer brand image. Three, define what is the one thing you would like that employees remember about your company. And make sure to align all communication, direct and written, to highlight that. Fourth, Try to find ways to stay in touch with your former colleagues. Something like organize um, alumni network. Try to keep them posted about changes and challenges for your company and industry. Eventually, you might again have the opportunity to hire them back. So employer branding is primarily internally relevant topic. And it's, it's a good thing that we will now be more focused on internal activation of, of employer brand than external, and as we should. So focus in the following period for sure will be on retention, managing layoffs and employer brand impact of those who will leave your organization. So it does make a difference how you manage layoffs and it talks a lot about your EVP in that sense, how you manage crisis, and especially if you have examples from previous challenging periods, now is the time to communicate them and make some content around them. 
how you manage and support biggest pillars of your employee experience in crisis, like le leadership capabilities and models, communication flow, engagement of, and, and motivation of employees and their collaboration. And of course, how does this impact your talent strategy and recruitment strategy? Because many will turn to complete freeze of hiring, which is very usual as it efficient cost-cutting measure. But this has proven to be weaker strategy as talent shortage is more and more visible and there will be better opportunities to attract skills and know-how you will need in the future. So if you already have employer brand strategy and DVP, you will have to tone down your usual activities, especially if they are usually targeting new employees. But you have an easier task of adjusting your activities as there is a framework within with in which you are going to operate. You should focus more on figuring out ways to collect feedback, demonstrate care, increase trust, lower uncertainty, and actively support your employees' fears and struggles. You might expect longer hiring process as every decision will be weighted and prolonged as the environment changes, and uh, you will probably have a bigger challenge as candidates' ex expectations should be managed in that sense as well. If you do not have your employer brand strategy, no EVP, and you are only starting to build your employer branding capabilities, there is a two-way approach I would suggest. So the first one would be to focus on one or, on, or two most important problems your company is facing and will face when recession comes. If you have a high-growth company, strong cash flow, and you expect you will not have to lay off or restructure your organization, I would suggest you go for workshops and interviews with managers and employees to figure out baseline for your EVP. After that, don't go for full-scale full employer brand strategy, as you will probably not want to invest too much resources in employer branding. Pick one or two most relevant areas for your employer value and figure out how to highlight those areas in times of crisis. Be cautious and resourceful as many activities internally can be done with little costs or for free. Use your employees' capabilities, their know-how, and make sure those areas are present in their everyday life. On the other side, if you, are, if you will struggle financially and you do not have strong cash reserves, and if layoffs and cost-cutting will be expected, it is very hard to engage in employer branding activities. You will have different priorities, but those activities can hurt your employer brand if you completely fail to address this topic. That can work, but it can hardly create a winning strategy for your company. What to do then, you might ask. Where here's, here's what I would do in your place. So be creative in cost-cutting. If you cut external trainings, make sure you activate your internal resources to fill the void. Push activities which increase relationship building. Out of those activities, try to figure out what drives your employees to stay with your company. Try to solve at least one major issue your employees are always struggling with. Show you care. Create crisis talent programs. Make sure to upskill some of your employees. Give opportunities to high performers to grow and manage. If necessary, reorganize your departments to enable fresh start or fresh look on employees' roles. You can call that, that a temporary crisis organization, but install new rules, the ones for which you were always struggled to impose. If you have a performance-driven culture, make sure that all your activities are maintaining that culture, but as well, don't forget that systems for managing people are the real sources of comp competitive advantage, not only individual talent.
Okay, so this is everything for this episode. I'm quite confident as this isolation will uh, be imposed for another few weeks that I'll have the time to do another episode on this topic. If you have some questions or comments, let me know on LinkedIn or Twitter or, or wherever you can find me online. Thank you for your attention. Stay safe and flatten the curve.